back to the Landing on Lansdowne podcast. This is the fourth episode, and we already have a Hall of Fame guest. It's my grandfather, Fred Ferreira, longtime MLB scout, has the most signed the most guys that are in the majors by any scout by a big margin. Some of his most famous signings are Hall of Famer Vladimir Guerrero, Yankee great Bernie Williams, Roberto Kelly, Mike Pagliarulo, Javier Vasquez, just to name a couple. Wow, that's that's. <laughs> That's a lot of people. And we just, we just want to know, like, how'd you get into scouting and everything? Uh, it's funny. It, uh, it happened by accident. My wife and I were uh, uh, taking a real estate test yeah. and we were studying for it. And we were at the place where you get the test taken care of. And I got a phone call from the angels uh-huh. and they asked if I was interested in going to work part-time with the angels and I said, all right, I won't take a shot at it. So we dropped it. I'd never took the test for the real estate yeah. and uh, worked uh, part-time with the angels for a year, worked part-time with the Cardinals for a year. And uh, I then put together a team of players that didn't get uh, scholarships or didn't get drafted. Yeah. And I put together a club. I had a baseball camp already in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. So I put this team together and put a schedule out of 109 games over the course of the year. I was almost on the road all the time because we didn't really have a home field. Yeah. And we were playing junior colleges and University of Miami about 20 times. Oh, wow. So we ended up winning about 70 games over that year yeah all right then the following year i put together the same schedule and uh we decided i called the yankees because there was a strike mm-hmm. and i asked the yankees if they would like to say play some games with their minor league clubs since they're not doing nothing with the major league club so we were in hollywood right during the strike put together a three-game series the first game of the series, uh, Steinbrenner was there, Billy Martin was there, Yogi Berra was there, because they had nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, with the yeah, yeah. And about the fifth inning, my club is leading the Yankee club by about seven runs. <laughs> Stein, Steinbrenner told Bobby Hoffman, who was the scouting director, he said, whoever's managing that club better be a Yankee after this game. Yeah. Or you're out of a job. <laughs> so he came and sat next to me in the dugout and told me the story. And I said, no, I was signed with the Yankees. I was working part-time with the Yankees. Yeah. That didn't mean nothing. So I said, I'll take a job with the Yankees. So how'd you, how'd you get the Angels job in the first place? They just sent me a contract. That was uh, I don't remember how they really <laughs> found out. Somebody in the camp told somebody that I was doing that. So it didn't mean nothing. And I went with the Yankees and that got the start. Wow. That got the start. And actually if I skip something on it, if you don't mind, uh, about the second or third year, I ran into Bernie Williams. Yeah. In Puerto Rico. Yeah. And the mother was a teacher and the father was the principal Mm -hmm. of the school he was going to. Yeah. And uh, he was only 15. And, he, and they were drafting out of Puerto Rico, uh, major league players. So it's not that I could sign them like I could a Dominican player, uh-huh. 
So uh, I uh, went to Steinbrenner and told him I got a player that is not eligible for two years and I'd like to hide him in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I got a school that I could send him to that don't have a baseball program. <laughs> and it was a school on Federal Highway, I forget the name. So she, he says, Steinbrenner said, uh, well, just tell me how much you need. So I figured the housing and food and take care of and so forth yeah. be about 25,000 for the year. So he said, all right, no problem. He says, hide them. So now <laughs> it's just it's item. the father said, okay. Mm -hmm. And the mother said, okay, no problem. So now about uh, two weeks before Bernie was going to come down to Fort Lauderdale, he calls me up and he said, uh, is there any way I could get a friend to come down also yeah. with the same kind of deal? And I didn't think it was a good idea because they'll be running around. There's not going to be no real interest. So I told Bernie, I don't think so. I don't think it's a good idea. So he said, okay, no problem. So Bernie comes down and spends a year going to this school on Federal Highway <laughs> that had no baseball, but I had a camp. Yeah. So he worked out with me in the daytime. And uh, the time came close and uh, signed him for $100,000. Just like a first rounder at that time. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I promised him that I'd be managing his first year. Yeah. With the Yankees at the Nicole Coast League. Mm -hmm. So he said, no problem. That'd be great. That'd be great. So I then managed him the first season. I told him when the season started, do a lot of stealing. You're on your own because I do his one of his biggest tool was his running speed. Yeah. I says, and uh, it'll be good to, you know, for you to move up after the first year. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, no problem. He'll steal as many as he can. And he did. He hit about 295 for me the first year and he stole about 40 bases. Wow, that's impressive. It was very impressive. Nice. So now I go to the winter meetings and I bring it up in our meeting with the scouts and the GM with the Yankees. So they were very interested in Bernie Williams, you know? Yeah. And he uh, moved up, the rest is history. Wow, that's, wow. that's awesome. So that's story. Bernie Williams' story. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of like looking at players and Bernie Williams being plus speed and like plus contact hitter, what's the main thing that you look for in a player? It doesn't so much have to be on the field skill. Well, I got good examples that happen. Uh, running speed and arm strength in the tryout camp will always excite you because you don't teach that. Yeah. You can help it, but you can't, you can't teach it. Yeah. Hitting can always be helped, but one thing and things of that nature. But uh, arm strength with pitching is another situation too because you look for not so much what shows on the radar gun, mm -hmm. but as much as delivery and movement in the pitch and the size of the player, mm -hmm. his shoulders, a lot of that helps. So that's the answer on that. Yeah. So what's like the difference between all the international kids you scouted and some kids in America? They play all day. Yeah. I'll play, I mean, I'll watch players that I leave the hotel eight in the morning for a tryout camp. And uh, 
have to come back after two or three tryouts, three, four, five o'clock, and the same kids are still playing. Really? That's crazy. It is. It they really is. They play all day. They don't go to school. No school. Especially in Dominican. Yeah. You talked about hiding Bernie Williams at an academy. Like, just kind of elaborate on the academies that you had. Well, we'll bring back Bernie again for one moment. Yeah. He called, did I tell you about him calling me and asking me if he could bring a friend? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that friend was Juan Gonzalez. Uh, he called me later to tell me that. Yeah, that's funny. So I would have had to tell him. Yeah, that's but, funny. Uh, but uh, the question that you had. Like, just elaborate on the academies that you had. Uh, in Florida? Yeah, yeah like, I mean, all over. over. Yeah, like, right. Well, where? I had... Uh, three different academies, actually. One was Fort Lauderdale. The other one was Extreme Line Baseball. And I got a lot of players, <laughs> a lot of players signed. And uh, the different organizations, because it would be tryout camps. Yeah. And um, so it wasn't that I had anything. The only player I really signed in US was uh, Pagarula. Okay. <clears throat> I signed him because I was watching University of Miami. Okay. And even though Ron Fraser, who was the coach, told Pagarulo he'll never sign because he's going to get drafted very low. Yeah. And I drafted him in the third round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I made a deal with him already. I drafted him, flew to Boston, signed him that night with the mother and father. Yeah. And flew back. I was going to say, that's like a high blue move right there. Yeah, for yeah. real. Surprising people. But yeah. um, I mean, with and all he was a hard working player. Yeah, because when he made it finally to be seen, uh -huh. Yogi Berra was manager, and he says, "Fred, get that kid out of the batting cage. <laughs> his, his hands are bleeding because there was no batting." Box. Yeah, so it's just. So, how does it feel like working with legends such as like Yogi Berra, like you said? Oh, it was good, and then I got very close with uh, Billy Martin. Yeah, yeah, especially during the strike year, and uh, there was one time we had. Uh, Steinbrenner had asked him to take a four-day trip uh -huh. to different countries and just make a talk or a little tryout mm -hmm. <clears throat> for me to go with him. And uh, Steinbrenner said, don't let him get in any fights because he used to get <laughs> into like, fights. That's hilarious. So it's funny because we flew to Panama and the first day we're there, there was a reporter. We had a little... Uh, uh, interview as we arrived oh, <laughs> and this uh reporter spoke english okay and got to billy a little tough as he says you just want to be like a, you're on in show business start <laughs> starting arguments all the time and he kept getting close and billy started getting up yeah and i had to sit him down <laughs> the reporter said that yeah oh my god that's yeah, funny he had the real nerve to say that wow wow but uh then there was a the second or third day we were going to Honduras <clears throat> and the weather was so bad and the flight was just unbearable. Yeah. I mean, and the only other person on the flight was uh, Chiquita Banana, president. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and uh, and uh, like a stewardess that helped. Uh, it was a private plane. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, he's saying, turn this thing around. Turn <laughs> it, turn it, it was badly Jeez. funny. Turned it around. Yeah, I mean, I just I just flew Spirit Airlines, so I I kind of <laughs> I kind of know a little bit of bad. They lost my baggage for an entire hour, 
somehow oh, it was oh, i don't know where off. it went but they just said <laughs> it showed up I, yeah it yeah. showed up out of nowhere they just threw it out i'm like oh there's my luggage an hour later than everybody else but um <laughs> anyway um who's the most impressive player you ever like saw well probably vladimir came out of nowhere yeah he showed up <clears throat> i was working from the hotel that we kept the players to the field and the motorcycle pulled up okay and uh, the guy spoke english <clears throat> because i didn't speak spanish so i had yeah play uh help in every country that guys that okay yeah that spoke english and the guy asked if i could look at one more player and i said uh yeah sure and vladimir's in the back of the the motorcycle and he jumps off and what player position outfield no problem we'll look at you yeah so we got together and he worked out, loosened up with all the players, went out in the outfield and threw exceptionally well. Yeah. Which was one of, the, yeah. one of the tools I'm looking for. Exceptionally well, good delivery. The ball didn't drop, it skipped, which was something I would look for. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, the running speed, I get them all together and I'm looking at Vladimir He's got two different shoes on. Gosh, that's crazy. It, it was crazy. I kidded. I said, you must have another pair like that at home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he ran the 60 in about 6'8 or 6'7. Oh, my God. Which was wow. exceptional. Yeah, yeah. Especially with two so, different shoes. <laughs> right, with two different shoes. And uh, so those were two exciting tools that he showed me right off, right off the bat. So now... Uh, uh, I got a flight later that afternoon to catch back to Miami. So I want to get everything done. And we generally, there was about 40 players okay. that we looked at. Let's keep about 18 or 20 of them, play a little game, six, eight evenings or whatever. I just have one pitcher? Yeah. That, <laughs> no, there'd be a couple. Okay, all right. There'd all right, be right. a couple pitchers. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, so then I said, Let's have that kid that ran well, threw well, lead off every inning. All right. I'll see him hit six or seven times. So we started the game, and uh, Vladimir gets up the first time up, hits a ground ball short as he's running. He pulls a groin. So oh, that's now, terrible. I've been there multiple times. <laughs> I completely understand. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so I'm sitting there behind home plate watching the rest of the workout. I see Vladimir in a dugout with his head yeah, between his legs. Oh, you know? And as I saw a little more second, third inning, not much more real exciting tools anywhere. <clears throat> I told my guy, I said, you know that kid that ran well and threw well? Yeah. Uh, let's give him a shot. And you signed him off that? Yeah, I signed him off at that because I could project. He had shoulders. He had some good looking tools. The handshake, a few different items that I would go in dugouts and shake 15 guys okay. and yeah. tell you the best player in that dugout. So it's just like how firm it is. Firm, yeah. look, firm, in the firm look in the yes. eyes. Exactly. And I'd be right most of the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <I'm right. laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Really. So uh, we had a drive to his house and he says to us, that he's been in the Dodger camp. Okay. So you can't, I couldn't sign him if he's in the Dodger camp. 
but he's been there two months and you gotta be there only 30 days and then you could sign with anybody. Oh, okay. So I questioned that and he only had a shirt to pick up. He said, let's pick up his stuff. And just a shirt. One shirt. Oh, wow. So we pulled up, he got his shirt and we drive to his home in Senya, the, the name of the town, uh, right outside of Santa Domingo. And met the mother and whatever and else, and we signed them. And uh, the rest is history with Vladimir. How much did you sign for? 15,000. Wow. <laughs> and then to top it off, in my report that I wrote up Vladimir, it's in the Hall of Fame today. I was right in every area. His running, his throwing, his ability to do this, that, whatever. So they still have that report. It's in a little showcase. Well, you saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of circulated on Twitter when uh, he went to the Hall of Fame. They tweeted out and right. it like, went viral. Right, exactly. Wow. That, I mean, and uh, <laughs> big difference from what his son got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and to. now he's got another son. Yeah, the 15 year old. He was at the power showcase. Yeah, right? down in Miami. Yeah. Boom, nukes all over the Is place. that right? Yeah, yeah, he was down in Miami doing a home run derby. Yeah, that also went viral Jeez. on Twitter. Yeah. Everyone was just freaking out because he's got another insane. Yeah, song. yeah, unbelievable. Was yeah. he like the guy that surprised you most that you signed or? Probably, yeah. Because yeah. see, Vidro came from a more uh, US type environment yeah than vladimir yeah that makes sense vladimir was strictly out of the dr the dr yeah right has there been any prospects you like like you saw them and then you're like eh, and then they ended up being like really really good a couple japanese players oh you went to japan too yeah oh my gosh oh yeah i went all over the world oh wow that's crazy yeah i went all over so the like world. like was, where'd you go i was gone every week yeah right Passports in the Hall of Fame, too. <laughs> yeah. I went through about three of them. What's, like, the uh, craziest country you've been to? Crazy? Well, Haiti. Haiti. This oh, was wow. a, a real, real bust. Guy calls me up. He was an agent. He said he had a Cuban player that he wanted me to see. But he can't get him out of Holland. I mean, out of, out of Haiti. Haiti. <clears throat> For passport purposes. Yeah. yeah. So I went with uh, another scout, Calvin Madura. The two of us went to Haiti to see this player. So he's a right-handed pitcher and uh, the country was terrible. You know, and it was even a warning, don't eat nothing while you're there. And we had a reservation oh my God, to stay yeah. over. It wasn't good. All right, so now we get to see the player and uh, I says to the guy, how many players you got? He says, no, just the pitcher. Oh my so God. I said, well, how are we going to see him? You're going to catch him? He says, no. He says, you bring a catcher? I says, no, I didn't bring no catcher. Oh, my God. So Calvin says, all right, I'll, I'll watch. I'll uh, catch, catch him. him. So we go out to this field. No home run. I mean, no, no pitching rubber. No. Oh, my God. That's just a field. So we got to figure out. Calvin measured it out. Got one ball also. Oh, God. This was a tryout. <laughs> so the first pitch over Calvin's head, and it goes about 400 feet. God. I said, this is ridiculous, Calvin. <laughs> and I told the agent, I says, I'm not going to look any further. This is almost like a candid camera deal. 
you know, when they do a joke on yeah. you. Yeah. They they made her come all the way to Haiti. This yeah. Time. To see that. That's terrible. So now we get to the airport. We're, we're finished with them. I forget the guy who it was, but that guy made it to the big leagues. Oh, wow. Later wow. got to the Dominican. Yeah. And because uh, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Yeah. It was the guy that had him in Haiti. That's crazy. And uh, we can't get out of Haiti. We had the, the flight scheduled. Yeah. And it uh, was almost all Haitians in there trying to get out. Yeah. It was an airport with no air condition. And it was 100 degrees. It was ridiculous. We had to wait for a flight left like 10 o'clock at night. Oh, and wow. got us back home. I said, that'll be the last time I go there. Yeah. So yeah. is that like the craziest scouting story you've had? Yeah. Wow. It that, was. That like sparks complete difference between international scouting and U.S. scouting where like no international is kind of like the Wild West. There's rules, but like yeah, not really. Well, yeah. some Panama like is uh, well organized. Yeah. I mean, really good tryouts. Uh, Colombia was good. Uh, Dominican was organized because of, they, the camp, I had the, camp the first there. academy. Mm -hmm. I opened one up in the Venezuela with somebody I knew and that became a, an academy yeah. for the Yankees yeah. and then everybody started to have an academy. Dude, that makes um, sense. Frankie, you remember Frankie? Yeah. He, he worked at one of the academies. I don't know. Which yeah, one. I don't know which one either. Yeah. Did, um, who was the who was your coach? That, Willie. Willie. Did he work at the no. Academy? No. No, he signed Willie with, Morales. Yeah, you signed, yeah, signed with the Yankees. Him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I signed him. Yeah. Getting back to Vladimir, like, how did it feel to watch him get inducted into the Hall of Fame knowing that you signed him and you're the guy who gave him a chance? Oh, it just, uh, it wasn't surprising, yeah. Devin, because I saw the way he was hitting in his last few years. That's all they talked about. Yeah. Was that he was going to go to the Hall of Fame. I just, I remember the <laughs> ball that he hit off the ground. Oh, yeah. The bounce. Yeah, the bounce. That, yeah. Was, that was awesome. It was. It really was. And I mean, how does it how does it feel to like get your pat like passport in the Hall of Fame too? Like you go um, to the Hall of Fame and that's you, that's your name, that's your writing. Like well, we got a special tour that day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Me, Devin, and my daughter. Yeah. Denise, we had a, a, a person that gave us a special tour, all down inside the Hall of Fame, opening up everything yeah. covers. Oh my! And God. there was thousands of people there. Oh because of that, the Hall of Fame itself, I think they had 55,000 people. Yeah, for the induction ceremony for uh, Vlad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That must be. It was something. That's like one of the lifetime. Yeah. Like, that's, that's it incredible. was very good. Shifting from like being out like on the ground scouting to being like more of an executive, what's like the craziest thing like an executive like <laughs> ever told you? Like, what like being with all these different teams like Marlins, Expos, Reds? Yeah, I was ten years with uh, with the Expos, ten years with the Marlins, ten years with the Yankees, and ten years with Baltimore. <clears throat> and uh, I really enjoyed the years with M Montreal. Yeah, 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 because I got very close with the owner. And uh, well, you signed Vladdy and Montreal. Yeah, yeah so. right. Didn't you have yeah, like seven true. of the nine players on the field at one point? At one point, yeah. Wow. And I remember Phil Rizzuto mentioning it during the game itself. They were playing the Yankees, an exhibition. 
Yeah. It's wild. It's Fred Ferrer. Seven, seven players out there that he signed. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Vidro, Vasquez, Sherman Obando, Roberto Kelly, Vladimir. That's so insane. That a, so that was a hell of a deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever signed anybody from Japan or any other country? Like, what's the weirdest country you signed somebody from? I did sign two full Japan Japanese players. Okay. And uh, one they tried to make a picture out of. Uh -huh. That signed an outfielder with a good arm, and he ended up with uh, Tommy John, and uh, later, yeah, just got fizzled out. Alvarez. Oh, Dario, yeah. They're very good, yeah. right, Dario Alvarez. But the uh, craziest thing was when I went with Baltimore. I had just seen a a game in Mexico a day or two before the day I signed with. Dan Duquette. Yeah. <clears throat> and I said, I think I got a guy ready for the big release. Yeah. And it was a pitcher by the name of uh, Miguel Gonzalez. Miguel Gonzalez. And sure enough, he went down spring training, impressed everybody, made the big club. Yeah, big club. And was with the big club for about six, seven years. Yeah, yeah. he pitched in the wild card games versus the Yankees, and they yeah. just couldn't hit him in every wild card game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So exactly. you talked about your experience. Um, now you've obviously been in the game forever. What's the biggest change you've seen in like scouting wise and honestly, just good the, question. Yeah. The game in general. That's a good question because this, uh, I had done an interview with the uh, Hall of Fame. It's about a half hour interview Yeah, yeah. where I mentioned the fact that I would sign or shake hands with different players mm -hmm and tell you the best one. There was another time we were waiting for a bus that had 15 players coming for a tryout. <clears throat> I said, I have to tell you, just by the way, they get off the bus and start walking to the tryout. Yeah. Who the best player is. And I did. And uh, I've been in dugouts and shaking hands and also running speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could tell the best runner without looking. I would put... Uh, 10 guys to run from home to first. Yeah. And yeah. but I'll be looking the other way. And I could go just by sound. Yeah. Who the best runner was. So that I mean, that's still the same. Like uh, scout. Well, they got this new stuff with yeah, the, the 60s and the exit view. Yeah. Every, yeah. I mean, these scouts would be say 10 guys scouting with the radar gun and this thing and the computer. And they're not watching the game. Yeah, right. Yeah. What was that? What was that? What was that? Yeah. And they're not watching it. And uh, I would go with just a little piece of paper yeah. and take notes. Yeah. And that yeah. was enough for me. I mean, do you feel like these new measurements and everything, like, honestly kind of yeah. matter? Or it's just all a feel thing? It's just uh, more writing, mm -hmm. more information, mm -hmm. but maybe not used. Okay. Yeah. You know, like Tony LaRusso managed last year. Yeah. 79 that? years old. Yeah. And he didn't want nothing. No, nobody could give him nothing. Yeah. Says, I, I respect that. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of wish baseball would revert more back to that. Find a middle ground of all the new stats. Yeah, exactly. Because some people are just way too much. Like, it's too much. And, and everyone has the same information. It's just how they use it. It yeah. yeah. separates teams. Like, T Tampa has the same information as everyone else. It's just right. they know how to tell their coaches how to employ it the best way. Yeah. Exactly. 
exactly. I mean, and some is just too much. Yeah, yeah. Too much stuff. You made the greatest, probably the greatest deal of all time, just yeah. on looks and feel. Right. Yeah. Well, like so. I said, uh, the Vladimir deal might have been the second best in baseball. Yeah, next to Babe Ruth, going yeah. to the so- or Yankees. Yankees. Right. Yeah. Uh, we should have kept them. All right. And now, <laughs> speaking of like now times and everything, how do you feel about the lockout that's going on? Well, uh, I've been asked that question. Devin asked me the question. What do I think? I think it'll be settled, whatever has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Before spring training. Yeah. And uh, it'll be too hard if it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. Yeah. But there's a lot of deals pending right now. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen if uh, and when they settle up. Yeah. yeah. Like, like full predictions. There's a sign somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You think, where do you think Correa is going to go? I don't know. He, uh, they had talked about him going to Yankees, but now I think there's other things pending. Yeah, I think the Dodgers would be a good fit for him. Probably. He's yeah. a good player. There's yeah, no question. Yeah, he is. Spark no plug. Player. Yes, he is. What about the story from the Reds where they asked you why you're not driving to Puerto Rico? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was with the Reds. I went with uh, Lou Pinella and Bob Quinn as the general manager and Lou Pinella to manage. We left the Yankees to go to Cincinnati. So I get to Cincinnati and uh, we're going to meet Marge Schott. She was the owner. Okay. So the three of us went up to her office which was strange. I mean, there was coffee machines in the office, Coke machine, coin operator. <laughs> you know, she it's was kind of like, like the Moneyball movie. Yeah, the exactly. Players are paying for water and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now more shots sits him down, just like we're sitting, the three of us. And uh, she's telling us how much she loved Pete Rose mm-hmm. and didn't know why he would come to the game with a briefcase, <laughs> the only player that would come to the game with a briefcase. briefcase. Why did he do that? It was full of money. <laughs> he That's was making so bets, and she realized that later when they investigated him, and she still said, "I love Pete Rose." So anyway, now <laughs> we get to uh, finish with the meeting. We shook our heads, the three of us, <laughs> and said, "This is going to be quite an experience." <laughs> So now Lou Pinella invites me to be the coach in spring training like I was with the Yankees. Ten years, I lived close to the stadium, so that was good. And uh, this was Plant City. Okay, yeah, uh, North Florida, yeah. Right. I remember, side story, I remember their Little League dude, unreal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I played him when I was like 10. The Plant City Little League was unreal. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, just got to get that out there. All right, so we get to spring training. And uh, my wife comes to spring training, also in Plant City. And it's first day of spring training. And uh, I'm hitting ground balls to the left side. And Lou is hitting balls to the right side. And March comes to the fence and she gets Lou's attention. And the two of them are talking. So I continue doing my hitting. And uh, all of a sudden I look over there and after the talks, I see Lou throw his fungo to right field almost on a fly. Why? He was really pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) She's asking him, what am I doing out there? Yeah. You know, I'm not a coach. 
And he says, well, we used to have 10 coaches like that with New York. He says, well, you don't need it. You're the manager. You do everything yourself. Oh, wow. No extra coaches. You got your two other guys. The oh, hitting wow. coaches. <laughs> so now he's got to tell me this. And I'm thinking I'm there for five weeks. Yeah. Uh, and I, he comes over and he says to me what she just told him. She says, first of all, you took everybody out for dinner last night and put it on your expenses. You don't have an expense account. She tells Lou, like you had in New York. You yeah. probably had a big one. And whoever that is over there coaching is a scout. We need him to scout. There's a player in Tampa that he's going to scout. Lou says to him, well, he's not going to be a, a scout in the States. He's going to be an international scout. Yeah. And I need him here as a, a coach. She says, well, you can't have extra coaches. So he's got to tell me and I go home. So now we uh, open a season with Cincinnati mm -hmm. and he's winning and winning and winning from the first day out. And uh, wins the pennant. Yeah. Now he's the playoffs. Yeah. Went right through them, four straight. Now the series starts. And I'm up there with my wife and uh, we're watching the series and we win. So now Bob Quinn tells me, we just got word from March, the World Series party is going to be in the concession stand. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we're not going to do this uh, like we do in New York. Yeah. <laughs> in New York, we had Tavern on the Green. That's when oh, we met. We had parties that were unbelievable. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and she says, no, no, you're just going to have you get together on the third floor there in the concession. <laughs> so Lou says forget about it we're not even going to do that so now uh, we won we congratulate each other and uh, the season starts again and uh, Bob Quinn tells me Fred the rings are out when you get your ring send it right back <laughs> why? you didn't get a real one <laughs> she says she cut the deal down and she wasn't even paying for it. Oh my God. MLB pays for it. Yeah. So send it back and I'll get you the real ring. So the ring comes back. I see the C was crooked. Oh my it. God. And uh, she got me the real ring okay. now. Yeah. And yeah. I got it. You see. Yeah. It, of yeah. Course. And uh, that was the, yeah, he says, we all need to start looking for other jobs. She said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> that was Lou That's Bell. crazy. Yeah. And uh, Dan Duquette called me. I went there. Bob Quinn went to the Giants. And Lou went back to New York, I think. OK. So that was the deal with Cincinnati. That's funny. <laughs> do, you think, uh, do you think Pete Rose there has been all in? Uh, for what he did on the field, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No question, but no question. But whatever else, that's other people's decisions. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what's one place you really just want to go? I liked Aruba. Aruba. Yeah. Never signed a player there. <laughs> I wonder why. It's funny, but yet the guy that plays shortstop for Boston, Xander Bogarts. Yeah. That's where he comes out of. 
and I would go to Curacao. Yeah. It's another island right next to it. <clears throat> and he helps out scouts with their tryout camps. That's crazy. Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Great player. And then another guy that was good was Ortiz. Oh, yeah. I told him that, you know, I was working with yeah. you. And he says, well, take all the bats and balls back with you. Wait, wait, wait. You, you, met David, you met David Ortiz? Yeah. He was working out in the winter in the offseason. And like you talked to him? Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. Good guy. Wait, wait. How, did, how did that even happen? Like, how did that happen? I was going to use the field. Oh, okay. And he, he was there. He was there. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's funny. What are the like, Red Sox legends do now? Because this is laying on Lansdowne. Yeah. yeah. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Obviously, uh, Manny Ramirez lives Manny in Weston. Yeah. 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 Seen him a couple times. You saw him? He lives in Weston. Yeah. So, he lives like, in Weston. yeah, you know, he had me work out his son. It's, how, yeah. How's his son? I couldn't do it. I wanted to sign him, yeah. but I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I really did. And he went to Japan, played in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And then stayed out about three years and called me up. Want to go back? Want to go back to Japan? Really? <laughs> and I had no more contact. Yeah. Yeah. What's the other story that you brought up? You said uh, Jack McKeon. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a picture I saw in Japan, and no, I saw I worked him out in Miami. Okay. Right-handed by the name of Maximil. He would uh, make a pitch and check his jock, make sure he's he's got his jock on. <laughs> and we wouldn't even wear a helmet. He just, he would throw and, and between every pitch. And uh, he was known for it. But I worked him out in Miami. And uh, we were going out to uh, Dominican. I put him in the Dominican camp to get some action, yeah. Yeah. to see what kind of stats he'd get on him. And uh, we're making a trip out there. Me, Jeffrey Loria, Samson, Jack McKeon, and the pitching coach. Six of us went on a private plane to Dominican to see the workout, spend the day in Dominican. So now we're on a plane, and I told uh, uh, anybody who was there that I got a picture I got to see that would be thrown in the bullpen. So that'd be like a little tryout. Yeah. So no problem. So we, we get out there and we all scatter, scatter out and uh, watch different things that are going on. And I went to the bullpen, but nobody really went with me. Okay. I was the only guy. And I liked the guy. He was 33 years old. And... Uh, we're now finishing up. We get on a plane, and Samson said, uh, "How's that guy you worked out?" I said, "I like him. I'm going to sign him." You're going to sign him? <laughs> He's 33 years old, Frank. I said, "I know," but I says he'll be helping the club in September. Oh, you got to be kidding! He says, "And who is it?" And I told him, nobody knew. Him. So now I tell Jack McCann, because that's the important guy to tell. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he says, all right, keep an eye on him, see how he's doing. And uh, he had uh, six outings in 
Dominican. No, in our trip away mm -hmm. in Miami. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had six outings in a row that up and down, up and down. So I told Jack, I says, if you want to bring him up, he's ready. So Jack asked for them and he came up and uh, he puts a sign in the dugout. Thank you, Mr. Ferreira. <laughs> ah, that's great. Right above his locker. That's awesome. Because he never thought he would be back in the big leagues. Oh, man, that's actually an amazing story. And uh, he came out and he did well and we won the pennant. That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah, that's awesome. And he opened up a camp that in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's the one at uh, Bamford. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's his name? It's not, there's a sign. He's like a nickname. Yeah. The Maximia. No. Uh, you're driving to Bamford. Manzi's Pitching Farm. Yeah. Yeah, Manzi. Manzi, right. Yeah. Manza Leo. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That was the name. Big story. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is actually an awesome story. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this episode of Laying on Lansdowne. I'm Chris. I'm Devin. I'm Fred. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you for doing the sit-down exclusive with us. I want to thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. And you know, appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Thank see you, you guys next time.